from beginning to the end there's no place for argument you are God all by yourself you are God from beginning to the end there's no place for argument you are God all by yourself No place for argument. You 
Let somebody shout hallelujah. If you know that the Lord is still God over your life, over your family, over your current situation in your life, I want you to shout hallelujah. Let's begin to worship the King of Kings this morning. He is the Lord of Lords, ancient of days. We give you praise. We give you honor. We give you adoration for this beautiful morning. Glory and honor be unto your name. We thank you for waking us up. We thank you for the blessings of, of sleeping, the blessing of waking up. Father, we say be glorified and be exalted in the name of Jesus. We thank you for every member of our family. We thank you for our parents. We thank you for our siblings. We thank you for our, our, our children. We thank you for your protection over them. Father, we thank you for our spouses. Blessed be your name. Adoration be unto your name. We worship you. We give you praise. We give you honor. We give you adoration. Well, Father, we say be glorified and be exalted this morning in the name of Jesus. Blessed be your name. We thank you for our nation, for allowing peace to reign on this nation. Glory and honor be unto your name. In Jesus' mighty name we have worshipped. I want us to go before God to go and confess our sins. We are going to crown to him and say, Lord, in any way I've sinned against you this morning, Lord, have mercy upon me in the name of Jesus. Let me receive your mercy. The book of Proverbs chapter 28 verse 13. The Bible says, whosoever covereth his sin shall not prosper. Whosoever confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. I want us to begin to crown to God and say, Lord, have mercy upon me this morning. If there's any sin that could hinder my prayers, Lord, be merciful unto me. This morning, let me receive your mercy in the name of Jesus. Let my family receive your mercy in the name of Jesus. Lord, have mercy over our nation. Have mercy over our leaders in the name of Jesus. By your mercy, O God, open the windows of heaven unto us in the name of Jesus. By your mercy, O God, do something new in our life today. In the name of Jesus, by your mercy, O God, let your glory and your presence overshadow the journey of today's for us. In the name of Jesus, by your mercy, O God, let mountain met before us. Let opposition be removed out of our ways this morning. In the name of Jesus, by your mercy, O God, make way for us where there is no way. In the name of Jesus, by your mercy, O God, let us have a, 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 a safe and sound journey mercy today. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I want you to open your mouth and cry unto God that this morning the blood of Jesus will sanctify and will cleanse you. I want you to know that there is power and wonder-working power in that blood. The blood can sanctify, the blood can purge, the blood can remove sickness. So you are going to cry unto God and say, Father, this morning, let me be sanctified and be purged by the power of the blood of Jesus. Let every sickness in my spirit, soul, and body be flushed out in the name of Jesus. Every form of defilement, every pollution in my spirit, soul, and body, let the blood of Jesus flush them out this morning in the name of Jesus. Let me be purged. Let me be purified. Let me be sanctified by the power of the blood. Open your mouth. I want you to cry unto God and say, Father, whatever deposit the enemy drop into my life overnight, let the blood of Jesus flush them out in the name of Jesus. Every mark of the devil, 
every mark of the evil ones upon our life, upon our careers, upon our family, upon our children. We pray this morning that by the power and the blood of Jesus, you will remove those satanic marks in the name of Jesus. Every agenda of the enemy against our today, against the journey of this morning, by the power and the blood, we cancel them in the name of Jesus. Every projections, every predictions, every evil prophecy from the kingdom of darkness, by the power and the blood of Jesus, we Cancel them this morning in the name of Jesus. Every negative dreams of the night, by the power and the blood of Jesus, we command them to be erased in Jesus' mighty name. We have prayed. Father, we thank you this morning. We give you praise for your presence in our midst. Lord, as we are gathered together again in your midst, Lord, have your way and let your name be glorified. Let the kingdom of darkness be destroyed this morning in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray that this morning you will visit us again. In the name of Jesus Christ, let the sick be healed this morning. Let those who are oppressed, let them be vindicated in the name of Jesus. Those who are downcast, Father, we pray that you will lift them up. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Let somebody shout, Hallelujah. This morning, uh, we are going to continue uh, with our series from the book of Genesis chapter 15, and we're going to be reading just only uh, one verse today, and that is Genesis chapter 15, verse 15. Genesis chapter 15, verse 15. The Bible says, Now as for you, you shall go to your fathers in peace. You shall be buried at a good old age. Let somebody say amen to that. Now, this was one of the uh, promises that God gave to Abraham. You know, God told him that, as for you, you will go to your fathers in peace. Which means Abraham will not die like an unrighteous man. Abraham will die, you know, a death that will be peaceful. Not a death that will be painful. Not a death... You know, that is for the sinners. And that's why God told him, you will go to your father in peace. You don't need to worry about the time of your death. Because I will make sure you, 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 you go to your father in peace. And I, I, I want us to know that whether we like it or not, you know, one day we are going to die too. Is it that the rapture take place or we die before the rapture? But one thing is that we have to be prepared for the day of death. The day of death is more important than the day of our birth. Because the day of death will determine where we are going to spend our eternity. And that's why every day we need to ask ourselves a question. Where am I going to spend my eternity after I die? Because we are not going to live here forever. The book of Hebrews chapter 9 verse 27, the Bible says... And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this judgment, after this judgment, after this judgment, and that's why when we die, how we die, and even the life we live matters. The life we live, because as long as we are in this world, you know, after we die, people will remember us at least for two things. 
They will either remember us for all the problems we created. Problem we created for our parents. Problem we created for our community. Problem we created for our siblings, for our spouse. Problem we created even in the country we are. They will remember us for that. I want you to know that. I want you to know that. Then people will also remember us for all the problems that we solved. You know, have you helped somebody in the past? After you die, you know, people will remember you for that good thing you did. Maybe you help somebody out one time when they are stuck, when they are in need. When you die, they will remember you for that. And I want you to put that in mind. That after you die, people will remember you at least for two things. The problem you created and the problem you solved. And that's why we need to be careful how we are living our life. Every day must be lived as if that's the last day for us on earth. Every day must be lived as if that is the last day for us on this earth. Because once we die, there is not going to be any opportunity again to change or to amend our ways. And death, you know, whether we like it or not, we come our way one day. But one thing we want to pray about this morning, we want to, you know, we want to claim the promise of God for a longevity of life. Longevity of life. The book of Psalm 91 verse 16, the Bible says, With long life, I will satisfy him. This is God. This is one of the promises of God to those who, who abide in the shadow of the Almighty. To those who make God their place of abode. He said, With long life, with long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So this morning, by the grace of God, I want to exhort us on what I've tied to the inheritance of long life. The inheritance of long life. I want you to know that if you are a believer, if you have been saved, you are entitled to a long life. You are entitled to a long life. Abraham died at the age of 175. He lived a long life. And when we talk about long life, we are talking about life that is spent in usefulness. You are useful. That is long life. When we talk about long life, we are talking about life that is spent with a lot of impact. You are making impact in this world. When we talk about long life, we are talking about life that is spent in youthfulness. Youthfulness. That is to say, even when you are 80, you don't look like you are 80. You know, by the grace of God, I... I have a, a grandmother-in-law, you know, the, the mom of my father-in-law, uh, we, call, we call her Grandma Francis. I know she's, she's going to be listening to uh, this audio recording this morning. You know, she turned 88. She's 88 years old. And this woman, she's still very vibrant. And very vibrant. I always tell her, I say, I want, when I grow up, when I'm at your age, I want to be as vibrant as you are. Very vibrant. She, you know, every day we text each other. She texts me, you know, and we communicate on daily basis. Very vibrant, a woman. Uh, and I pray that, you know, and that is talking about youthfulness. Youthfulness. She knows how to use most of the applications on her phone. She is very, very effective. I pray that, you know, by the time we grow old, we will not have lost our youthfulness in the name of Jesus. And I, also, I can also talk about my mom, too. You know, my mom, if you see her, you will not believe, you know, her age. She looked youthful. Youthfulness. 
youthfulness. That is the promise, you know, that God has given to us, the, the, the promise of, of youthfulness. Not that when you are 70, you are already looking like you are already like 90 or 100 and you cannot even talk anymore. There's saliva coming from your mouth. No, that is not the portion of God for us. So when we are talking about long life, we are talking about life lived in good health, life lived in peace, life lived in harmony with people around us. Not life you live and then people are praying for you to die and say, you know what, let this man die, let this woman die. We are tired of him. Not that kind of life we are talking about. We are talking about life that you continue to make impact and to affect people around you. Because I want you to, I want you to remember again that after we die, <laughs> all the problems that we have created, people will rem remember us for it. I want you to remember that this morning. That after you depart from this world, all the problems you have created, people will remember you for it. And all the problems that you are able to solve, they will remember you, they will remember you for it. And that's why from today, each and every one of us, we need to make an amend on our ways and begin to do the right things and begin to solve more problems than create more problems. I pray God will give us understanding the name of Jesus. When it comes to the promise of long, longevity or long life, you know, it is something that God has promised several times. In Genesis chapter 6 verse 3, Genesis chapter 6 verse 3, God says the days of man shall be at least 120 years. So which means, you know, as believers, you, you are not expected to die young. You are not expected to die young. Jesus died at the age of 33 and a half years. He died young so that we can live long. I said Jesus died young so that we can live long. You know, if, if Jesus died on timely death for us, we should not die on timely death. We are not supposed to die by accident. We are not supposed to die a painful death. And that's why I want you to know that after this morning, oh my God, your life will be prolonged in the name of Jesus. Because you'll be, God will expose you to secrets, secrets that you need to know and things that you need to start doing from this morning that will give you longevities. Because some people only die because they are wicked. Some people die because they are sinners. And there's something the Bible mentioned about sinners. You know, the Bible says sinners will not live out half of their days. Sinners and disgust, that is Psalm 55 verse 3, Psalm 55 verse 3b. The Bible says, blood, the Bible says blood and, bloody and deceitful men shall not live out half of their days. Look at that. They shall not live out half of their days. So I want, to, I want us to remember that sinners, people who are sinners, they, 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 God has not promised them longevity. Although even though if some of them live long, you know, God allowed them to live long so that it can give them period, a long period for them to repent. But if they refuse to repent and they died, that's it. They, they're going to spend their eternity in eternal punishment. I pray God will give us understanding the name of Jesus. Now, I want to show us very quickly from scripture, what do I need to do? To activate longevity. What do I need to do to activate longevity? We are talking about long life. We are talking about the inheritance of long life, which God has promised to us as believers. You know, God has promised that to us as believers. How do I activate it? What do I need to do? You need to know that so that you don't kill yourself before your time. What do I need to do? The first thing I need to do is that I must be born again. I want you to know that if you are not saved, then you are not saved. If you are not saved, then your life is not saved. 
Even your children are not safe until when you are saved. So the, the starting point to claiming long life is giving our life to Christ, being born again, accepting the Lord as our personal Lord and Savior. No, that's why I want us to, if, you know, if you go back to that Psalm 91, Psalm 91 verse 16, the Bible says, with long life, look at that, with long life will I satisfy you and show you my salvation. Look at that. So as you look at that verse, you know, salvation and long life are linked together. The Bible says, with long life will I satisfy you and also show you my salvation. Which means when you are saved, you are entitled to long life. Because Jesus died as a youth. He died untimely death. He died, untimely. he died as a young man. So that we can have a long life. A long life. Do you know, you know most of the disciples of Jesus, they live long life. They didn't, none of them died as a youth. Because Jesus suffered to die as a youth so that we shall never have to taste the debt or you know the debt as as a youth debt as a youth as a matter of fact you know when jesus christ was still alive the youngest among the disciples was john the beloved and he, he was the last one to die and he died at a good old age even though they, he was persecuted he was put in a boiling oil they took him to island of patmos you know, and that was where he received the, the, the revelation about the book of Revelation. But this man could not, they could not even, death could not even kill him. Because he was a man that have access to God. He was saved. Salvation. With long life will I satisfy you and show you my salvation. I want you to know that if you are not saved, you are just like a, 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 a chicken that is being tied down for Christmas. Anytime the devil can take you because you belong to the devil. Anytime, anytime, just like the, the ram that the Muslim tied down for their Ramadan, you know, when it's time for Ramadan, they just slaughter it. Nobody can question them for doing it because they have ownership of it. Because if you are not saved, according to John chapter 8 verse 44, the Bible says you are of your father, the devil, and the will of your father you will do. Because he was a liar from the beginning and there is no truth in him. And everything he does, he does it out of the lie that is in him. So your father, until when you are saved, until when you confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that is when you can change your father. But if you are not saved, the devil is still your father and he can do anything he likes to you. I pray that God will give us understanding in Jesus' name. You know, the book of Acts chapter 4 verse 12, the Bible says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is, none, there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. There's no salvation in any other. I want you to know that good works will not save you. Some people believe in good works. Some people believe in, you know, let me, let me, let me just bless people. Let me, if you are not saved and you are doing good works, although you may receive the reward of giving on heart, but that will never take you to heaven. You know, there was a man called Colinius. He was a man, you know, vast in good works. You know, God told him, Colinius, all your good works, that's in Acts chapter 10, if you read from verse 1 to 10, all your good works are only kept in memory until when you are saved. And that was why God, God instructed uh, Cornelius to go and look for Peter. Say, go and look for Peter. Let him preach the word of salvation to you and your family so that you can be saved. And then you can now receive the reward of your good works in heaven. 
So there is no salvation. And Hebrew chapter 2, verse 3. Hebrew chapter 2, verse 3. The Bible says, How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? I want you to know that salvation costs God everything that he has. It costs God everything. And that's why the Bible said, How shall we escape the terror of God, the punishment of God, if we if we uh, if we neglect so great a salvation, salvation that cost God everything, it cost Him everything. He gave His only begotten Son, John three sixteen. And Bible says, "For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life." I want you to know this morning that if you are still in doubt about your salvation, you can still give your life to Christ this morning, because some people are in doubt. They keep going back and forth. And one thing is this, you, you have to make up your mind to do it to, today. You have to make up your mind and begin to live a life that is pleasing unto God. As from today. As from today. Because salvation is so great. And for you to enjoy the blessing of longevity, it starts from salvation. You have to be saved first. You have to be saved first. And to be saved, it only involves confessing Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. The book of uh, uh, the book of Titus chapter two, Titus chapter two, verse eleven to twelve. The Bible says, "For the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared unto all men. Salvation is for all men. It's only that every man have to pick their own. It is provided for all men, but you have to pick your own before it is too late." Verse twelve says, "Teaching us that deny ungodliness and worldly laws, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world." I pray that none of us will miss our salvation in Jesus' name. So that, that's the starting point for longevity. Salvation. Salvation. All you need to do is to just say, Father, Lord Jesus, I confess you as my personal Lord and Savior this morning. Let, let, my, life be, let my life be redeemed and let my name be written in the book of life and you'll be saved. You don't need to confess all your sins because you don't remember them. You know, salvation, confessing salvation is not confessing all your sins. You know, confession of sins is meant for Christians. You know, because you know when you sin, you, you, your conscience will tell you that what you have done is wrong. And immediately you can go to God to confess. But sinners, their conscience are already dead. So what sinner needs is confession of Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. And the book of Romans chapter 10 Romans chapter 10, if you read from verse 9, the Bible says, If you confess with your mouth that Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's it. You will be saved. Verse 10. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now, let, let, let's go to the second part. What do I need to do to activate longevity? The second thing I need to do is I need to be obedient to the commandment of God. I need to be obedient to the commandment of God. I want us to know that all the commandments that God gives to us is for our own benefit. It's for our own benefit. You know, it's just like, for example, let me give us, let me give us, let me give us this as an illustration. You know, if you, as a parent, you saw one of your child about to eat poison, you know, and, you know, the baby was playing with the poison, are you going to say, oh, my baby, why are you playing with the poison? Why can't you just leave the poison alone? Don't touch the poison. Or are you going to shout and say, depart from that place. Don't touch that poison because it's dangerous for you. Now, when you yell, when you shout, when you scream to your child, are you doing it out of love or out of, uh, how do I call it? 
The reason why you shout and you yell is because you love your child. You don't want them to die. That's why you yell at them and say, don't touch that thing. It's dangerous for you. And that's why sometimes, you know, that's how the word of God comes to us sometimes. So that we can withdraw from sin. Because sin, or whatever we do that is, a, that is an act of disobedience, we have a negative impact on us. It will have a negative impact on us. The book of Proverbs chapter 3, from verse 1 to 2, the Bible says, My son, forget not my law. Look at that. Forget not my law, but let them, let your heart keep my commandment. Forget not my laws, but let your heart keep my commandment. For length of days, look at that. I want you to listen to me. For length of days and long life and peace shall they hard unto thee. Look at that. When we keep the commandment of God, the Bible says there is a promise of length of days and long life and peace that God has promised us. Length of days. No, there, there, is a, there is a story of a, of a young prophet in 1 Kings chapter 13. I don't have time to read it, but you can write it down for reference. 1 Kings chapter 13 from verse 1 to 26. This young prophet, you know, God sent him to a Jerubam in Judah. God told him to go and prophesy to that king that if he doesn't stop the evil that he's doing, a time will come that God will raise another king to reign in his stead and God will punish him for all the evil he has done. And lo and behold, God told him when he was living, he said, don't hit when you get there. Don't make sure you, you don't return the same way you, get the, you, you got there. When you get there, when you're coming back, come back through another way. And this man, you know, he went, he did whatever God told him to do. He was on his way back and there was another old prophet that heard that he was in town and that old prophet went back to him in verse 18 and said, I am a prophet like you and the angel of God has spoken to me that you should come back and hit. And this young prophet, it was God that spoke to him. But another prophet came to him and said, Angel of God told me. I want you to be careful. When people are telling you Angel of God is telling them to do something. Maybe somebody, a man of God, come to you and you know, telling you, Angel of God asked me to tell you this. Be careful with people like that. And he deceived that young prophet. The young prophet went back. Yeah, he hurt. And from that place where he had, the, the old prophet prophesied again and said, for disobeying the word of God, God said you will die by a lion. And lo and behold, that man died. A lion killed him because he disobeyed the word of God. Disobedient, anytime we disobey God, you know, we are bringing, we are bringing our, ourselves closer to destructions. I pray that we shall not be destroyed in Jesus' name. The book of uh, Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 40. The Bible says, You shall therefore keep his status and his commandments, which I command you today, that it may be well with you. If you want it to be well with us, we have to be obedient. And with your children. And I want us to know that as parents, any act of obedience that we do, we also impact our children. And that's why we have to make up your mind, we have to make up our mind that we are obedient to God. Because if we are disobedient, our children can be affected from it. And that you may prolong your days in the land which the Lord your God is giving to you for, for all time. Then what other things do I need to do to activate this longevity, this long life we are talking about? You know, I can activate it by honoring my parents. This is very important. That's the third point. For me to activate long life, I need to honor my parents. I need to honor my parents. You know, the book of, uh, the book of uh, Ephesians chapter 6, 
I want to read from verse 1 to 3. The Bible says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Look at that. With promise. Honoring our parents, the Bible said that's the first commandment with promise. With promise. I pray God will give us understanding the name of Jesus. I say God will give us understanding the name of Jesus. Now, somebody may want to ask, how can I honor my parents? Because that is one of the key. That is one of the secrets of long life. Do you know there are so many people that have died today? <laughs> they died young because they refused to honor their parents. How can I honor my parents? I'm going to give us six points. I'm just going to mention it and then I will go to the next point. By forgiving them. If your parents had, had ever done anything you don't like in the past, forgive them. That is part of the way you can honor them. Don't hold any grudges against your parents. They are your parents. They are the vehicle that God used to bring you into this world. There's nothing they can do that you should hold against them. Because if they have aborted you, if your mom and dad have decided to abort you when you are still in the womb, you are dead. So they are the one that have the key of your life in their hand. They, they, de they decided when you got here. So if they have done you any wrong, forgive them. And that is one of the ways you can honor them. How can I honor my parents? By speaking well of them. Do you know some of us will speak evil of our parents? By speaking well of them. Don't let us say anything bad about our parents. Let's speak well of them. Let's speak well of them. Do you know some people, they don't speak well of their parents until when their parents died. And then when they are giving the last speech at the, at the cemetery, that's when they will not be crying and say, I want to, I want to jump into the, into the grave. No, don't jump. You, you should have jumped before your parents died. You should have jumped. You yourself should have jumped. When your parents are still alive, speak well of them. If they have done anything good you know, for you in the past, you know, recognize it. Recognize it. One of the things I've learned from my mom, I'm going to say it this morning, is it is from her that I learned how to save, how to, how to be a good, you know, somebody that can save money. And I taught my wife the same thing. And my wife, you know, when she started saving, I said, wow, she said, this is good. I said, I learned it from my, parents, from my mom. So we have to, you know, if there's anything you have learned from your parents, speak it, speak to them. Tell them, mommy, my dad, I learned this for me. You are the one that taught me how to be this. Speak, let's speak well of our parents. That is one of the ways we can honor them. Not speaking bad, not speaking evil against them. How can I honor my parents? <laughs> By esteeming them both privately and publicly. Esteem your parents. Don't drag your parents on the floor. Esteem them privately and publicly. How can I, esteem, how can I honor my parents? By seeking their wisdom. Some of us, we don't even want to talk to our parents because we believe oh, they are old school. They don't, what do they know? No, what do they know? <laughs> Please, seek the wisdom of your parents. They know when you are young. They know the things you did when you are young. You know, they know. Like when my mom was here, you know, and she, she saw the ways, you know, uh, one of my kids was behaving. She said, wow, that is how you were behaving too when you were a baby. I was just laughing. They know. So you have to seek wisdom. Seek wisdom from your parents. How can I honor my parents? By supporting them. Support them when they are old and they cannot do things on their own. Support them. Support them. Don't leave them. Don't ignore them. Make sure you call them. Make sure you talk to your parents. Some people say, no, I will never talk to my mom again. I will never talk to my dad again. Don't do that. Support them. Call them. 
Make sure you check up on them to make sure they are fine, that they, they, they are good. They are your parents. Support them. How can I honor my parents? By providing for them. Provide for your parents. Provide for your parents. Don't say, ah, no, 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 I can't provide for No, provide for your, provide for your parents. Provide for the needs of your parents. Provide for their emotional needs. Provide for their mental needs. Provide for their financial needs. Don't ignore your parents. I pray God will give us understanding in the name of Jesus. Now, let me give us the four points. How can I activate longevity? The fourth, I mean, the fourth point I want to mention is that we can also uh, we can also activate longevity through the fear of God. The fear of God. The proof of Proverbs chapter 10, verse 27. The Bible says the fear of the Lord prolongs days. But the but the years of the wicked will be shortened through the fear of the Lord. Through the fear of the Lord. You know, Joseph was saying in Genesis chapter 42, verse 18, he said, This do and live, for I fear God. You know, if somebody, if we know that somebody fear God, at least we are going to, you know, trust that person more than somebody that we know that doesn't fear God. The fear of the Lord, you know, is that is one of the way we can activate longevity. And then let me give us one more point, and then we'll go and pray. How can I activate longevity through the use of my tongue? Your tongue. <laughs> the book of Proverbs, chapter eighteen, I believe, verse twenty-one. The Bible says, "Death and life." are in the power of the tongue and those that love it will eat the fruit thereof. Death and life. Your tongue can determine how long you are going to live. Do you know some people when they are coughing like this, just ordinary cough. Ordinary cough. They will be saying, oh, I hope this cough will not kill me. I hope this... They are already talking about death just for coughing. Though. Some people have headache. They are talking about, oh, uh, this headache is, get, is getting worse. Oh, I hope this is, this is not what will kill me. Oh. No. Don't speak death. Because anything you speak, you attract. If you are speaking death, you are going to attract death. And if you are speaking life, you are going to attract life. The book of Proverbs chapter 6 verse 2, the Bible says, You are snared by the words of your mouth, and you are taken by the words of your mouth. So we need to be careful because through our mouth, we can attract long life. We can attract long life. The book of, <laughs> let me give you the, the book of Psalm 34. Look at what the psalmist says, Psalm 34 from verse 12 to verse 14. The Bible says, who is the man who desire life? You desire to live long and love many days that he may see good. Say, keep your tongue, verse 13. Keep your tongue from evil. Look at that. And your lip from speaking deceit. Don't lie too much. Some people, their tongue is just, it's like they, they have a, a lying machine that is already activated on their tongue. The Bible says, if you want to see long life, don't be a liar. Don't lie. Because if you lie, people will soon find out. In fact, when you are lying, you know that you are lying. You know. And people that you are lying to, they also know sometimes. So keep your tongue from evil. Don't let any evil thing come out from your mouth. Whether against other people or against yourself. Keep your tongue from evil. And don't lie. Stop lying. Make up your mind that from this morning you will not lie again. Verse 14. Depart from evil. And what? And do good. And seek peace. And pursue it. Be a woman and a man of peace. Do you know the reason why many people don't live long? Is because they are always fighting with everybody. They fight with everybody. And they turn everybody to their enemy. And then because everybody see them as enemy also, they fight them. And they could not live long. 
I pray that God will give us understanding in the name of Jesus. The book of Proverbs, as we round up, and then we'll go and pray. We have so many prayers to pray. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 29. The Bible says, I mean, Proverbs chapter uh, 13, rather. Proverbs 13, verse 3. The Bible says, He who guard his mouth, preserve his life. But he who open wide his lips, shall have destruction. I pray we shall not have distortion in the name of Jesus. I want us to go and pray. <laughs> we are going to cry unto God. I want us to first pray unto God about the use of our tongue. We are going to cry unto God and say, Father, this morning, let me be delivered from the wrong use of my tongue, from the wrong use of my mouth. Let me be delivered. Shall we begin to pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, this morning, deliver us because we want to live long. Deliver us, O God, from the wrong use of our tongue. In the name of Jesus, deliver us, deliver us, open your mouth, open your mouth, open your mouth. I want you to crown to God and say, Father, let me be delivered from the wrong use of my mouth. In the name of Jesus, let us be delivered. Deliver us, deliver us from the wrong use of our mouth, from the wrong use of our tongue. In the name of Jesus, Lord, deliver us. Deliver us, deliver us, deliver us, deliver us, deliver us. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I want you to open your mouth and cry unto God and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, every covenant of untimely death, the reason why some people will die untimely death is because there is a covenant of untimely death operating over their life. I want you to raise, I mean, to put your, place your, your right hand on your head and cry unto God after me. Every covenant of untimely death operating over my life, operating over my children, operating over my siblings, operating over my parents, operating over my spouse, let them be broken this morning by the power and the blood of Jesus. Open your mouth, open your mouth, begin to break that covenant. Every covenant of untimely death operating over our siblings, operating over our life, operating over our parents, operating over our, over, our, over our children. We command in the name of Jesus, be broken by the blood of Jesus. Let those covenants be broken, be broken, be broken. Open your mouth, open your mouth, break that covenant. Eketerubaha, maskunda kataili kaskidikapa. We break that covenant this morning. Covenant of untimely death. Be broken by the power in the blood of Jesus. Let it be broken, let it be broken, let it be broken, let it be broken, let it be broken. Eketerebedi, elekepesedia, aikobasidikapa, aikoda kataili abaskidikapolia. Every covenant of untimely death over our children, over our sibling, over our life, we pray this morning, be broken in the name of Jesus, by the power and the blood, the blood of Jesus, we break that covenant in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I want you to cry unto God and say, Jesus, because you die at a young age, swallow up every untimely death over my life. Because you die at a young age, Jesus, swallow up every untimely death. Every untimely death over my children, swallow it up. Every untimely death over my life, swallow it up. Every untimely death over any of my siblings, swallow it up. Open your mouth, open your mouth, cry unto Jesus. Rabakuda Sitelia Jesus, because you die untimely dead, every untimely dead, every 
every untimely death that has been programmed against our life. Jesus, swallow it up this morning. In the name of Jesus, by your power, swallow it up. Swallow it up. We shall not die untimely death. We shall not die untimely death. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I want you to open your mouth. You are going to cry unto God and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I command every spirit of death, follow me about. Do you know some people are being followed by the spirit of death? I want to, I'm going to tell you as you will know, when you are always dreaming and seeing your dead relatives in your dream, you are always seeing them, you are playing together, you are eating together, you are going for ceremonies together in your dream. There is a spirit of death that is knocking at your door. I want you to open your mouth and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, every spirit of death following me about this morning, let them turn back by fire in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth, open your mouth, command that spirit to depart. Command that spirit to leave you alone. Elia kapa kuda basiri kapa yakata elia kapa suda. You spirit of death, following my children. You spirit of death, following me. I command you to depart. I command you to turn back by fire in the name of Jesus. Eketeligaba. Let every link I have with death be broken this morning by the fire of Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. Every link we have with death, we command you to be broken. In the name of Jesus, be broken, be broken, be broken, be broken. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. You know, David speak about something in the book of Psalm 23. You know, he talk about the shadow of death. <laughs> I want you to pray this prayer, shadow of death. Uh, what, what is the shadow of death? You know, for when we talk about shadow of death, we are talking about incidences that almost take your life. You, are you always experiencing incidences? Incidences. There's always something that happens. That almost take your life. Now that's why you know in Psalm 23, verse, verse 4, you know, the psalmist say, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Are you always going through incidences? Has there been time when you you narrowly escape you narrowly escape uh, ac- uh, death through accident? Or you narrowly, maybe you almost maybe there was snow on the floor and you 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 fell down and you almost died. That is what is called shadow of death. Shadow of death. Maybe in your dream, you, you saw that somebody, you know, shoot a gun at you. And you wake up. Although you wake up, but that bullet may still be in your body. That is what is called shadow of death. You are always getting to a point when you almost die. I want you to pray. It could be that the enemy has put you in what is called the valley of the shadow of death. And that will lead us to our next prayer point. You are going to open your mouth and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, by your powerful right hand, Take me out of every valley of the shadow of death. In the name of Jesus, take me out. Take me out. Take me out. Take my family out. Take my children out. Take my spouse out. Out of the valley of the shadow of death. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth. Open your mouth. Pray that prayer. Pray that prayer. Makuda basudikapa. For as many that the enemy has dropped into the valley of the shadow of death, this morning let them be delivered. Let them be taken out. In the name of Jesus, I command you to come out. 
Komato davali masokata likapa komato elia kapakuda masudi kepelia komato davali the valley of shadow of death the valley of shadow of death where the enemy drop your life where the enemy drop your children where the enemy drop your spouse i command them to come out in the name of jesus come out come out come out masokata lagaba ere mekete ere mekete rusata ligaba come out in jesus mighty name we have prayed. I want you to open your mouth and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I shall live long and I shall fulfill purpose. In the mighty name of Jesus, open your mouth and pray that prayer. Open your mouth. This is a prayer of confession that you will live long. I want you to pray it and say in the name of Jesus, I shall live long and I shall fulfill purpose. I will not die on time the dead. I will not die before my time. In the mighty name of Jesus, I will not die on time the dead. I will not die before my time. I shall live long to declare the goodness of God in the land of the living. In the name of Jesus, your word says, I shall not die but live and declares the goodness of God in the land of the living. I want you to confess that and say you will not die. I will not die. I will not die. I will live long. My children will live long. My siblings will live long. My parents will live long. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. I want you to pray this prayer and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, let your life enter into everything that is dead within me and around me. Everything that is dead. Maybe you have a dead organs. This morning, God will give you a new organs. In the name of Jesus. I want you to open your mouth and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, let your life enter into everything that is dead within me and around me. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth, open your mouth. I command life to enter into me. Everything that is dead within me, I command you to receive life. In the name of Jesus, receive life, receive life, receive life. Let your life enter into me. In the name of Jesus, everything that is dead, business that is dead, career that is dead, whatever is dead around us. Father, we pray, let your life enter into it. In the name of Jesus, we command the life of God to enter into whatever is dead. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. You are going to open your mouth and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, erase my name from the book of obituary in this year. In this year, do you know there are people that will die? Their name is already registered in that book. But you can turn it around. I want you to open your mouth and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, let my names be removed out of the book of obituary of people that will die in this year. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth, open your mouth. Remove the name of my parents. Remove the name of my siblings. Remove the name of my spouse. Remove the name of my children out of the book of obituary. None of us will die. By the power and the blood of Jesus, let our name be erased out of the book of obituary. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I want you to pray the last prayer point. You are going to crown to God and say, Father, this morning, give me the power to overcome death. To overcome the spirit of death. I want you to know that death is a spirit. You are going to cry unto God and say, Father, give me power. Holy Ghost power to overcome the spirit of death. Let that power come upon me. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth. Open your mouth. Pray unto God. Pray unto God. Pray unto God. Pray unto God. That God will give you power to overcome death. Lord, we cry unto you this morning. Give us the power. Power to overcome the spirit of death. 
In the name of Jesus, none of us will die untimely. In the name of Jesus, the wicked will not kill us before our time. In the name of Jesus, Lord, mark us with your blood. Let the blood of Jesus mark us for protection. Protection from all danger, from all evil. In the name of Jesus, none of us will die from this pandemic. In the name of Jesus, every covenant of death over our life, let it be canceled by the blood of Jesus. Lord, this morning, empower us to overcome the spirit of death. In Jesus' mighty name. We have prayed. Almighty Father, we thank you for answer to our prayers. I pray this morning that you will break every covenant of untimely death. In the name of Jesus. For as many that have appointment with death today, by the power and the blood of Jesus, that appointment is cancelled. In the name of Jesus. I declare in the name of Jesus, you will not die. I call but a highly casketic apple. I said you will not die. In the name of Jesus, your children will not die. Your spouse will not die. Your siblings will not die. People who are closer to you, none of them will die. In the name of Jesus, every arrows of death that the enemy shot at you, I command it to backfire to the sender. In the name of Jesus Christ, come out of every grave, every untimely grave. I command in the name of Jesus, come out by fire. In the name of Jesus, out of the valley of the shadow of death, come out in the name of Jesus. I pray that this morning the Lord will erase your name out of the book of obituary in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that the life of God will enter into you. Everything that is dead within you, organs that are dead, I command life to enter into them in the name of Jesus Christ. Business that are dead, I command life to enter into them in the name of Jesus. Careers that are dead, I command life to enter into them in the name of Jesus. It is done. Father, we thank you because of answer our prayer. Lord, we give you praise. Lord, we give you honor. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Let somebody shout hallelujah. God bless you. And have a wonderful day.
Thank you.